Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a marital embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. The podcast helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of the force court. And with Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 129th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has just plain given up. And today we uncover gift 23, part two, plus live phone calls from you answer your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue at 313 Radical, or you can come in in your browser at callinstudio.com slash Radical1. So get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so now we have the quote of the day. So I guess I should put my glasses on because I can't see. (laughs) All right. So quote of the day. Let's do this. Quote, it takes three to make love in heaven. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It takes three for heaven to make love to earth. God, 
man and Mary through whom God became man. It takes three to make love in the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph and the consummation of their love, our Lord Jesus Christ. It takes three to make love in hearts, the lover, the beloved, and the love. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right, we are back. So, how do you save your marriage when your wife is just plain giving up? And what to do when she denies you intimacy? Oh, man, the all dreaded, all dreaded. Baby, you don't want to make love with me? Oh, man, that ain't right. That just ain't right, is it, fellas? (laughs) So, what do we do? We get upset. We get frustrated. We get resentful. Oh, man. So I try to tell women all the time, I try to tell you all the time, do not deny your husband the marital embrace because it will cause very, it'll cause opposite of what you think it's going to cause. It's going to cause resentment. Resentment is a powerful emotion. Resentment helps us to real, to give us the, uh, what does it do? It gives us the cause and the excuse to keep on being angry and frustrated. Well, she didn't do this for me, so I'm not going to do this for her. It's like not paying your rent, right? You know, your landlord, you know, he won't fix the air conditioning. He won't fix the garage door. He won't He won't fix the light or the electricity. He won't fix whatever needs to be done. And then you stop paying your rent. What's the judge going to say? Dude, you got to go. <laughs> Why? Because you still got to pay your rent even when the ju- even when the landlord does not do his part. Why? Because then you have no cause. You have no, you have no, you know, you have no reason, you know, you, you're kind of like doing just as bad as the landlord if you don't pay your rent. And so that's the way it comes with, with the marital embrace. If your husband is not doing what he's supposed to do, if he won't listen to you, that's what conversations are for. And then you start you start compromising, but you don't just outright not make love to your husband if you want to save your marriage. Now, if you don't care about saving your marriage, then yeah, do whatever you think you got the balls to do as a woman. <laughs> yeah, baby, I said it. I said it, y'all. <laughs> but on all seriousness, it's a very da- it's a that's a very dangerous practice. Men don't get mad at much if they're you know if they're saying they got some sense. We don't get mad at much, but. Not eating, <laughs> not eating, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, not being able to make love to our wife um, and money. Those things, they make, us, they, they make us upset. They get us upset. So that being said, let's get on with today's show. So we are in part two of the Holy Lover Gift Series. And part two, um, the, today's gift, we're going to go into basically... What a holy lover, a holy lover does not whine or pout when his beloved is unable to make love. Why? Because in many cases, the problem originates from something 
the husband did or did not do. We all do it or have done it in the past, right? As men, you know, we get upset, we get frustrated, you know, we and we not instead of just getting upset and frustrated in ourselves, you know, within ourselves, we start to vocalize that, you know, that to our wife. Um, and then at first, you know, whining, complaining, it works, right? At first, when you first start getting married, or when it's, when the when it, when uh, the love making stops at first, you know, it works at for a while. But over time, our wives reject this and withdraw. And then, what do we do as husbands? We intensify the pouting and the whining. Men, it's very hard for us, especially in today's society where we're focused on selfishness and diabolical narcissism. Of basically, we. We are all the most important. We are the most important. And no matter what, our happiness means everything. So men have also bought into that Kool-Aid. But when it comes to dealing with your wife, she don't care. Over time, women realize what the gift is. The gift is when I make love to you, it's a gift to you. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart. I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because I want to be close to you. And women understand what they have as a gift. A lot of men don't really realize that. And so men, sometimes we focus on ourselves. And what does that do? That turns our wife off. Even if we intensify the complaining and the pouting, because at first our wife loves us. And so she'll she'll give in. Right. OK, let's go ahead. I don't mind this time, you know. Husbands, husbands, we must realize sex is not about our wants, desires, and needs. It's about God and your beloved. The more you can embrace this mindset, the more sex you will have. Yes, that is important. The more you take the the the, the clue, I mean, take the focus off of yourself and place it on our Lord and place it on our your beloved. The more intimacy you will have in your marriage, guaranteed. Okay, but see, that does not mean so. What most guys think? Well, what does that mean? What that means is you get the knowledge. You learn how to become an, a, a a world class lover. You learn how to be how to, to show your wife that you love her. You you um you you uh, get on your knees and you ask God for the grace and the mercy to be the husband your wife needs, so that you can get that grace in your marriage and in the bedroom and outside the bedroom. Okay, see. People think that God just is going to give you whatever you want just because you ask. No, you have to earn it. People don't really realize you ha- when you ask God for something, that means, okay, you have to earn it. You got to show him that you are that what I want, that you're serious about what you want. Guys come to me all the time. Hey, man, help me save my marriage. But they don't want to do a damn thing. They just want to sit there and whine and emote for two hours. You know, and that's not how it works, man. The Holy God and the Holy Spirit and Jerry Jacobs Jr. will help you all you want. But you as a man got a man up. Show God that you're serious. Show me that you're serious. And I will bend over backers and so will the Holy Spirit to help you. But if all if all as a man you want to do is stay the same way you are and stay who you are and sit around and bitch and whine and moan about everything. That's why your wife don't want to make love to you. Women, no matter what you think about women, man, they don't they don't want a whiner. They want a man. And these days we don't give them a man. We give them a wuss. And women over time, when they first meet a wuss, oh, man, he's so nice and he's so considerate. 
and he's so loving. Oh, he just loves me so much. He treats me so nice. He opens the door. He kisses me really nice and hugs me and holds me so tight. But then as the relationship goes on, or worse yet, they get married, she finds out he's a wuss. He's selfish. He only cares about himself. He only he doesn't he doesn't want to have any kids. He wants he doesn't want to make her an honest woman, or he doesn't want to marry her and keeps her and stay and lives with her for 20 years or 10 years or whatever, five years, and uses up her body, her her beauty, her uh her vitality, you know, and then she's ruined for the next guy, right? Then if he does marry her, he's a wuss. He doesn't he doesn't man up or do nothing, don't want to take responsibility for nothing, works all the time. You know, women don't sign up for that. So your wife, you have to understand women don't, they want a man. Now, a lot of women today, even the feminazis, they reject the the the, the thought of a real man, but that's what they really want and they really need, but they don't know it because they didn't drink the Kool-Aid of society, right? Women have drunk the Kool-Aid, right? I can do whatever I want, when I want, how I want, have my cake and eat it too, and guess what? They're miserable. All the men know it. 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 Okay. And so um, as we move along today, it's important when it comes to the marital embrace that you understand that over time, your wife, if you don't man up as a man over time, your wife will not want to make love to you. Why? Because masculinity draws your wife. True and authentic masculinity draws your wife to you. That's how bad boys get the girls all the time. They get them at first. But then when they start abusing them and stuff, women kind of, you know, figure it out and move on to the next guy. But the bad boys, they look masculine. They're they're about something. They have confidence. You know, they're uh, a little arrogant, right? Just a little arrogant. Um, and, you know, women like that. Women like a confident man, you know. And a lot of times when guys come to me, one of the first things that's gone is their confidence. So one of my jobs is to get that confidence back because what? My wife just told me I want a divorce. Just told me she wants a divorce. My wife hates me. She doesn't, she doesn't love me anymore. So as a man, you thought your world was, you thought your world was together, and then your wife drops this bomb on you, and all of a sudden your confidence goes because the world ain't what you thought it was. So one of the first things as a coach that you have to do is you have to get that man's confidence, help him get his confidence back. If he will do the work, just like in making love, you have to get the game. You have to win the game outside the bedroom so that you can win the game inside the bedroom. Okay. So um, the more we can embrace this mindset, the more sex we will have, as I said, because of the way men are formed as a kid, a teenager, young adult, and as a man, it is so very easy for husbands to allow Satan and selfishness to enter our relationship with our wife. That is so powerful as a statement. It's so very easy for husbands to allow Satan and selfishness to enter our relationship with our wife, which over time can and will lead to passionless lovemaking or more severe, a sexless marriage, which again, like I said yesterday, we covered that last week. And all you got to do is go to my YouTube channel and it's right there. If you want to view it, the, those, those three shows, it was three of them, sexless marriage, three, three very good shows that every man should know. Every man should hear. Okay. Uh, so basically, so now we're going to review the questions we posed in our last show. Basically on that show, we discussed the many questions you should be asking yourself if your wife is unable or unwilling to make love. 
So what we're going to do right now is real quick. We are going to cover the um, we're going to cover the uh, the thing, the things we talked about on the on our last show to kind of help you come into this show. Now, really, now, look, I'm going to go over them fast, man, and I'm, I'm not going to play around. So if you want to you know the, the if you want to know everything about what I'm going to talk about in the next few minutes, then more than in depth, just listen to episode 128. Okay, which was yesterday's show. Um, just go to YouTube, um, and it's, it won't be on my site because you know, like I said, the live shows are um, they're behind the site, right? Well, which makes which makes sense. Okay, so if you want to hear yesterday's show and get a replay, all you got to do is go to my YouTube channel, Catholic Alpha Radical Live, and hit look for hit the live tab, hit the live tab, L I V E, hit the live tab, and look for episode one twenty eight, which will go deeper into what I'm going to go over now. So, we, our wife is unable to make love and or she will not make love with us. What are some questions that we should be thinking about? Well, the first question is what? Why can't she make love? Most guys get upset. She's not making love. It's been two, three weeks. She don't want to make love to me. So, what you got to do? You got to first ask yourself why? Because it could be what? She could be sick. She could be, it's all kind of things. Her emotional state, her, her physical state, her body. You got to ask yourself, what, what could it, is it be something else besides, you know, what is the real reason? Okay. Number two, question number two is, is why is my wife, who is the mother of my children, who was, when we got married, loved me more than anything in the world. All of a sudden now she doesn't want to make love to me. Okay. So what does that mean? This, this takes much humility, right? And the killing of the ego. Because why that question means that if she's not sick and nothing's wrong with her, then it must be me. And so then even after that, it comes to the question of what am I doing wrong or what can I do better and to, to make this change? And that call that that means what? As a man, I got to look in the mirror and get rid of my ego. OK. All right. Number three. You know, number three, the reason that our wife is unable to make love to us is she's sick. Is there some physical ailment, a headache? She has stomach problems. She has the flu, sinus issues or whatever. Empathy is important, right, in this point, because if you're not empathetic, you're selfish. That's what she's going to say, what she's going to think. Number four, um, uh, uh, the reason um, that she is unable to make love to you is her monthly cycle. Right. She might be on her period or she might be within that period of, you know, that is it's her, her her vagina is very sensitive. She might not be in her. um She might not be in her fertile stage. Right. Um, she might not feel sexy. So it's important. This is why I tell I, I, I press as hard as I can for men to understand your wife's body. Do not be ignorant in this issue because it'll save you a lot of heartache. Okay, and more important, a lot of rejection. <laughs> okay, so number five of the reason um, that your wife is unable to make love to you is she she might be having menopausal sy symptoms. So if your wife is forty years or older, you might you have to think about is this a possibility? You know, is she having hot flashes? Does she has have vaginal dryness? Has she lost her libido? I mean, this again is why you as a husband has got to understand your wife's body at least somewhat. Okay. Number six of the reason that your wife is unable to make love to you 
is does she hurt physically? She may be hurting inside and believe that you will unknowingly hurt her and it will be painful during lovemaking. This is why it's so important for her to feel she can trust you. Women, it's a lot of trust is involved when it comes to sex, okay, when it comes to the marital embrace. And physically, it's one of them. Like why, um, like if, 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 if you're the kind of man that's, that's, that's not a really a passionate or a, 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 you're kind of an incompetent lover and no disrespect, but a lot of men are like that. There are incompetent lovers. And so if you, a man does not know his wife's body and they're making love and if she's on her, her, her menstrual cycle or she's, um, she's, um, on her, in, in, uh, in having menopausal systems and you as a husband, you know, you might penetrate too deep or you might miss the mark or you might whatever. And that's going to hurt her a lot, you know, in her vaginal area. And guess what happens? So that's trust, right? So your wife has to trust that you know what you're doing. I'm sorry. It sounds kind of weird. But she does. She has to trust that you as her husband, the man of her dreams, the man of her well, husband of her children, you know, she has to know that you that she can trust you, that you're not going to hurt her. And so that's why you got maybe that's why your wife is physically unable to make love to you. OK, now we get to some of the things of why your wife will not make love to you or does not want to make love to you or is unwilling to make love to you. So number seven. Um, have you been making love to your wife outside the bedroom? Boom. That is a holy lover gift as well. And we'll get to that probably in another week or two. But man, you've got to make love to your wife outside the bedroom. Are you romancing her? Do you make her feel like she's priority number one? Okay. Remember, you hear me say all the time, the game is won outside the bedroom. The game is not won inside the bedroom. So if you wait until you get inside the bedroom and try to be this great lover and this great this great bringer of happiness and joy and fulfillment for your wife, you're going to fail. Okay. Uh, number 20, I'm sorry. Number eight um, of the reason why your wife um, is not willing to make love to you is have you been engaging in meaningful conversation? My wife has been telling me since we've been married, which has been 21 years. She's been telling me that women fall in love with their ears. So if you're not talking to your wife, if you're not being loving to her, talking to her empathetically, sympathetically and lovingly, if you if you raise your voice to her, if you don't listen to her, if you don't if you don't value her, all these kind of things, man, your wife, man, she's not going to want to make love to you. She's not because she's not going to feel close to you. Right. That's one of the things where she doesn't want to feel close to you. Conversation. OK, next. Number nine of the reason why your wife is unwilling to make love to you is does she feel close to you? And that kind of goes on the last one. Women, closeness for them is everything, even above God sometimes. And if you don't know that as a man, you're going to fail. That's why your wife won't make love to you. I don't care how beautiful she is. Doesn't matter. Or how horny she is. It doesn't matter. She will not make love to you if she does not feel close to you. And if she does, it will be a very passionless unimpassioned uh sex session and you're gonna get mad right okay number uh number 10 um of uh number 10 of the reason why your wife is uh will not is not wanting to make love to you is have you been praying for her have you been sacrificing for her are you suffering and sacrificing or entering into prayer warfare against the demonic for the for the for your wife your marriage and your home why? Because you need the grace. You need to get the demons out of your house. You need the grace from God, the blood of Jesus Christ 
to get that crap out of your home so that you and your wife can have clear minds and so that you can love each other properly. Okay. Uh, number 11 of uh, the reason why your wife may not want to make love to you is have you been serving her? Do you know doing things without constantly being asked? Does your wife have to always, every time she wants something done, she got to always ask you for it. You never step up as a man and you see things then being done. And I'm not saying you actually do it, but what you do is you put things as the leader, you got to put things in the place where those things are get done, right? You don't have to physically do something, but you might have to call the call the maybe the bushes need trimming or the landscaper needs done. You, you know, you call the landscaper to come and do it without your wife doing it. You're taking care of business. You see, the dishes need to be done, you know, and you have time. And because you're if you're not working and you have actual time that you can do it, hey, jump in there and, and, and at least you know, maybe clean the cabinets off and you know, maybe sweep the floor or something. Just it ain't gotta be everything, man. But your wife is looking for if you care for me, you're gonna serve me and help me and, and not have to be told or I have to, have to come to you for everything. You, you're, you're, you're being a man and not a little boy. Okay. Uh number 12 of the reason why my wife does not want to make love to me is am I satisfying her sexually? AKA, is she having a good time? That's self-explanatory. Every guy I've ever talked to in my whole life has always said, Oh man, I'm a great lover, man. I'm awesome, dude. That ain't the problem. Dude, yes, it is. <laughs> it's one of the problems. It's also the symptoms of what we're talking about today. As you realize, everything I'm talking about are symptoms. And you as a man, we got to get our, as a husband, we've got to get our head out of the freaking sand and start looking at our wife as a human person, as a soul, as a woman that has signed up to be with us for the rest of her life. So our job is to make her happy and stop listening to this crap in this demonic world of saying, well, it ain't your job to make her happy. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie from hell. You are the leader of that home. It's your job to create an environment where your wife, your kids, and yourself can be happy spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. So that means your wife, you need to create an environment so that she can be fulfilled as a woman. If you don't, she's going to go and find it somewhere else. Okay? Please understand that. Okay? So when you're making love with your wife, if she's not having a good time, then, then that means, or if, or if it's if making love to you is a chore, and most women don't say anything, it's a chore. Then you've got to know that. Just look at her. Just look how she responds to you when you guys make love. It doesn't take much. And then you have a conversation about it. Okay. Next, number thirteen, the last one before we go to break. And I have a caller. Sweet. Okay. So before we go to break, so 13, 13 of the reason that your wife does not want to make love to you is, is she mentally distracted for some reason? Oh my God. I go through this. I still go through this. <laughs> I still go through this fellas. I've been going through this with my wife for 21 years. <laughs> you know, women do, they are multitaskers and, you know, you are ready to make love. You're ready to go. You want to make, you want to show that you care and, and you love her and all that stuff. And you guys are making love and she's not there. Well, what she's probably, you got to think, is she mentally distracted? Like, is she thinking about, I got to feed the kids. I got to, I got to go cook. I got to go get the kids. They baths and get ready for school the next day. Oh man, I had a bad day at work and I have all these, this stress going at work and stuff like that. Believe it or not, that's really not your fault. What is your fault is you don't realize it and you don't move to get her mind to, to, you know, to relax her. 
because we all know the more women are relaxed, the better the lovemaking is, right? Because they participate more. They, they want to show you they love you more. They do all kinds of things that are different when they're relaxed. If they're not relaxed, if you can't get your wife to relax, you are not going to have a good sex section, okay? All right, so that is it. That is it, fellas, for the review of yesterday. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and hit our caller. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, all right, y'all. We are back, and so we are going to get our caller up on the line and see what this, see who what they are talking about and what kind of great question they have and need help in their marriage today. So let me hope the technology works. Please, God, Holy Spirit, let the technology work. Get the devils away from our, our computer. <laughs> Hello, are you Hello. there, caller? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? How can I help so, you today? Uh, so recently, my wife has been kind of distant, and I think she's been kind of suspicious, and I think she's uh, messing with another man. Okay. And what you what? Yeah, what are the clues? What are coming the, home late? What, okay, go ahead. Coming home late, working working late, supposedly. Um, you know. Mhm. Uh, yeah, I mean, extra late. And where are? And where are you at this time? I'm at, I'm at home with the kids. Okay. All right. So, all right, man. So with this one. <sighs> Here's the thing. If you believe that your wife is maybe having an affair or at the at a, or an emotional affair, then what you have to do, man, is if you believe it, it's probably your gut's telling you it is. It's probably true. It may not be, but it mm -hmm. might be. It is a good chance it is. So the way you handle mm -hmm. it is this, man. Listen. The problem with people these days, the problem with people these days, especially married couples, is they don't talk to each other. 
you know, they they scared to have conversations. So basically, that's why you're having that's why you're having problems right now because over the years, you how long y'all been married? Twelve. Okay. So over the years, you and your wife, you know, you stopped the conversations like you did when you first were married. And so this is why you feel the way you do, because you don't really know your wife. Like me and my wife, we talk about everything, everything under the sun. I, she knows what I'm thinking all the time, and I pretty much know what she's thinking most of the time. <laughs> See, here we say I said most yeah. of the time, because <laughs> we never know everything. But from my point of view, I tell my wife everything on my mind. Why? Because my wife can then trust me. She can then, uh -huh. guys have this thing of, well, especially guys that are introverts and men in general. We, we don't want to share our job with her. We don't want to tell her about what happened at work. We don't want to tell her about our life outside when she's not with us. Well, if your wife is a homemaker or she is or she works at an office or whatever, it doesn't matter where she works. She's not around you. So she wants to know your life. And the way you involve your wife in your life when you're not around is when you come home, you tell her the things that happened to your day, like who you talk to. Who flipped you the bird when you're going to work? Who you got in an argument with? Who you had a great conversation with? The projects at work you jumped on? The sales, if you're a salesperson, like the, 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 how the people are interacting with you at the, you know, your, 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 um, your, your leads and how they interacted with you and stuff. Believe it or not, man, when you and your wife, when you guys talk and the more you let each other know what's on your minds, the more the trust builds. And the more each other knows mm -hmm. what, what they're thinking. Now, for your wife, that's extremely important, but not so much for you. But we don't care about you, right? We care about her. She's the one who we have to make sure is, is, is number one priority and the one that's happy, okay? And the one that trusts us. Mm -hmm. Now, what you got to do now is this. Now, I told you why you're the, where you are. So let me tell you how to get out of it. Like I said, if your gut tells you that your wife may be messing around, then what you got to do is you got to man up and you got to have a good conversation with your wife. So what do you do is knowing going, knowing this going in, she might, she's going to be mad no matter what she's going to be upset no matter what, but you got to learn how to, you got to learn how to accept it. You got to learn how to deal with it real quick. So the way you do it is when you get home tonight, when the kids go to bed, what you do is you sit your wife down and say, I got to talk to you about something. You know, get a glass of wine or something, try to get her relaxed, and you get relaxed. And you be calm, dude. Don't don't get emotional. When I say emotional, I don't mean crying. I mean emotional like getting mad and getting frustrated and all that stuff. Because all that's going to do, no matter if she is messing around or not messing around, it's going to make it worse. Okay? So what you do is you just tell her, listen, I love you. And I know I haven't been the best husband these last few years, and I've been slacking. And I'm telling you right now, I'm a, that's all over. I'm gonna do my best to be to make you number one in my life and show you how much I care. And I just want to let you know that I'm not saying you are, and I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying I'm feeling really insecure right now, and I'm I'm and and, and, and I'm seeing clues that you may be having an emotional affair or a physical affair with another man. And I want to tell you right now, I'm not mad. I just want to, I'm not mad, but I know that if you are, a lot of that's my fault. And I just want to know, are you? Now, you're going to get one or two answers. Of course not, or yes, I am. If you get the of course not, 
you know, and you still, your instincts are telling you that, all you got to do is look at her body language. You know when your wife's lying, you've been around her for 12 years or probably longer, okay? If you mm-hmm. get that, if you get that, you say, you, again, you reiterate that you're not upset, that please, if you can tell me the truth, I, I want to try to make this work. I want us to try to be better friends and better lovers and get this, you know, and try to make this marriage work. If she still says no, then nothing you could do. What you do is do what you said you was going to do and man up and get the knowledge of how to be a better husband, you know, hire a, a marriage coach or whatever, you know, um, mm-hmm. if she says, if she says yes, if she says a yes that she's having an affair, it's the same thing is you say, listen, you take, you take half responsibility for, it because listen, a bad marriage is never just one person's fault. It's always, always, always two people, but who's responsible? The man's responsible. For the marriage, not her. So this is why you man up. You take. You take. You know. You say, listen. I know a lot of this is my fault, and I promise you, I'm going to get the help that I need to make to be a better man and to be a better husband for you. And all I'm asking you is, can we start as friends again and try to work this and repair this? And then after that, the discussion's over. You let her decide what she's going to do. She's going to start crying and all the stuff, and she's going to start trying to tell you what you did wrong and all the stuff. And you do not fight back. You don't defend yourself. You don't defend yourself. Just let her talk. And you just sit there and listen. Don't be trying to um, interrupt her. None of that stuff. I'm telling you, it'll work. And she and she still might see the other guy or she might not. The thing about it is, is it's on her mind. And you put it on her mind. And that is the first step to you guys repairing your marriage. What do you think? Um, I think that you're probably right. I mean, you've been doing this for a while, you know? <laughs> oh, the callers I get. All right, man. Well, if there, is there anything else I can help you with today? Uh, nope. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for calling, dude. And uh, I hope no you get problem. somebody to show today. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Thank you. 
Hey, 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 we are back. So let's get back into the groove. Thank you, caller, for calling today. It's good that they that that uh that the listeners hear somebody other than my mouth sometimes. It really helps break up the show and add a little excitement to it. And I really like it when guys call. So please, if you if you have a problem out there, you see, I'm not gonna jump all over you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have a problem, you have a question or a comment, call 313-RADICAL, 313-RADICAL. Or you can call from your uh, your, your uh, browser at callingstudio.com slash radical1. All right. So here we go. So the content. How to save your marriage when your wife is giving up. And today we're hidden on what to do the solutions, what to do when our wife will not or is unable to make love to us. Now we're going to get into the solutions. We talked about the questions that we should be asking ourselves earlier to just earlier today and in, in the uh, last show. So now what we want to do is get into some solutions because it doesn't matter to pose questions if you ain't got the solutions. Okay. So that being said, I want to go over one thing, two things real quick, and that what is what is gift number 23? So of a holy lover. A holy lover does not whine or pout when his beloved is unable to make love. So, and then second thing is there's a new rule in town. There's a new rule in town, okay? So here's the rule. Never again as a husband will you whine or pout about a lack of intimacy in our marriage unless we have a solution to the problem or we are willing to at least sit down and have a meaningful conversation to help come up with some ways to help solve the problem. This breeds respect and unselfishness in your wife's eyes. You see, that's what a leader does. If we're going to sit and we're going to whine, we're going to bitch about something, we're uncomfortable about something, we're going to do is we're going to try to figure out the problem, get the solution. And if we don't have a solution, then we're going to sit down with our wife and we're going to talk about it. And together, you and your beloved are going to try to come up with the, with the solution to solve the problem. It works. It works. It works. All you got to do is let your ego get out of the way. Be willing to take a little butt whooping every now and then from your wife and understand that she's in pain. And all you got to do is listen and you guys work this out. Really, man, not arguing is, you know, the thing about arguing and fighting, man, is is you never start off like that, do you? You know, you, you get married when you were dating and stuff. You probably never had one argument. I know my first wife and my second wife. When we were dating and courting and stuff, man, we never had one argument. I know each of us dated for me and my second wife did for like about a year. And then me and my first wife did for like about two years. In that whole time, and so three years, we never had one argument, right? Then you get married. Because <laughs> when you're dating, you know, you try to put on your best, you put on your best behavior. Like you put on your best behavior. You don't want to upset her. All you want to do is please her. All you want to do is make her happy. So what do you do? What do you do? You naturally stop thinking about yourself. You naturally stop thinking about what you want. You naturally stop thinking about what you need, right? You do. But when you get married, you get comfortable. And then what happens is maybe you guys start out bickering a little bit. You know, she shoot one at you. You shoot one at her. 
one of you thinks it's, you're just joking around, but the other one don't think it's a joke, and they kind of hold that pain in, don't say nothing. Well, then over the then as it goes along, the bickering becomes what becomes a little bit more intense. Then we go to debating. Then we get to the fighting and the arguing, right? So I want to, you know, think about it, man. If you, you know, remember your wife can be hurt very easily. If you could just remember that, like they get hurt really, really easy by us. Now, other people is different, but by us, you're her husband. You're bonded to her deeply. And so, you know, you it's very easy for you to hurt her. And if you don't really realize that, you're going to do and say a lot of things that that's going to that that you don't know that will be deeply painful for her okay so this is why i say that conversation is the way is the holy grail <laughs> and not getting defensive okay so so uh we already talked about the uh the the, the problems from yesterday so now we're going to get into the solutions all right so part 2 of this of this series is how to embrace holiness when your wife denies you sex, simple, plain, straight out. That's how I roll. I'm not trying to get it all, you know, be y'all, you know, like, like, like priests and, and bishops talk, you know, they talk all weird, you know, they kind of beat around the bush or they do talk. We don't understand what they're saying. They don't mean to do that, but they might mean to, I don't know. But Jerry, what Jerry does, I put it right there in your face. That way we all on the same page. We all know what's happening. So how to embrace holiness when denied sex. Why? Because when our wife denies her sex, it hurts. Even if she can't do it, if she's sick or something, for some reason, it's still, it's still a little twinge. But when she outright, outright denies us, that is very painful. And it starts the resentment key. And we don't want to be on that. So here's how you do it. Today, we're going to cover how to handle sexual adversity in our marriage. Okay. And with that being said, um, it's important. Um, let me get this right. I don't want to mess this up. And how to use this as an opportunity to grow closer to God and our wife. To an essence of growing holiness. I hear it all the time from men. Jerry, she didn't ask me sex. I have to fulfill my needs and all that kind of stuff. When you do that, as far as masturbation and pornography and getting mad and all that kind of stuff, man, all that does is make things worse. Remember, there are consequences for sin. Usually there are physical consequences and there are spiritual consequences to sin. And what happens is the more we sin, the dumber we get. The more we sin, the more numb we get to sin. Okay, so it's important that we understand that true and authentic masculinity is the way. Remember, being as Christ is the key to this whole, whole thing. It's being empathetic and sympathetic and being formed correctly in the church. All right. Um, let me see. Let's get down here. And so what we're going to do today, we're going to go ahead and talk about it. And so we are on part two. Let me make sure I get it to right because I don't want to say the wrong things. And of course, I didn't number everything again. So, what we want to do in this situation is when our wife denies us the marital embrace, we want to do is want to get into this mode of asking why and what did I do. If we can do that, it will help us a lot better. Um, a great question to ask ourselves is how did priests and nuns do this. And we're going to answer that in a minute. But in essence, I want us to, you want to use this as a moment to grow in holiness. You know, and again, like I said, I hear all the time from men, 
you know, Jerry, sex did not, you know, she denied me sex. I have to feel my needs some way and I have to relieve my stress. And that usually means one of three things, right? Masturbation, pornography, or some physical relations with another woman. None of these are true or authentic masculinity. As a matter of fact, they work to strip our masculinity from us, right? Our souls and our physical capabilities as adequate or awesome lovers for God and our beloved. Believe it or not, men are capable of controlling themselves. This is what the hallmark of true masculinity, controlling our anger, controlling our passions, controlling our bodies. If we allow our passions to control us, are we true men? Did Christ, who is the ultimate example of masculinity, lose control? Or did he fulfill his passion of complete holiness and suffering and sacrifice. Remember that Christ teaches us by example how to be true man. This requires suffering and responsibility. Why? Because then and only then can we embrace holiness as our wife and our children ultimately need. Moreover, reach eternity. So today we will cover part two of the Holy Lover Gift 23, which states a Holy Lover does not whine or pout when his beloved is unable to make love. A great question to ask ourselves is, how did priests and nuns accomplish this over the last 2,000 years? That's a great question, ain't it? And the only answer to that question is what? Prayer. Exactly. They petitioned Christ and the Holy Spirit to help them maintain holiness. Here are just a few solutions to help you relieve sexual frustration, anger, and resentment when your wife is physically unable to make love to you, or worse, she is unwilling to make love to you. Number one, adoration and prayer. Bam. Adoration and prayer. This helped me when my wife physically was unable to make love for weeks because of sickness. Being in front of the Blessed Sacrament and asking for strength to overcome and to be better love, uh, to, to be a better lover and for my wife is vital. Prayer and, and, a, and a rosary for more uniting and fulfilling intimacy in our marriage is the key. Look, man, you've got to understand, man, we always think that we can do things on our own and some things we can't, you know, God, it's cool. But the big stuff like this, no, nah, man, you need help. Adoration is the key. I have, um, you know, Catholics and Protestants in my in my in my group, and some of the Protestants actually go to Catholic churches and go to adoration and sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament because I ask them to. Not all of them, but some of them do, and that's okay, you know. But what thing about it is, is I've never had a man go and sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament in a Catholic church and go, "Oh man, that's a waste of time." They all go, "Oh my God, thank you, that was great." Because why? That's your peace. That's your time to be with Christ. You got to understand in the Catholic Church, the difference between the Protestant churches and the Catholic Church is only one thing. One thing. Christ is in every, the Eucharist is in every single church in the world, which means what? The, the Christ's body and blood is in the church in every single part of the world, in every church. And so when the priest do transubstantiation, turns a piece of bread and a uh, bottle of wine into the blood of Jesus Christ and the, uh, the body of Jesus Christ, that becomes Christ. Christ told us in scripture, I will be with you always 
People don't understand stuff that Christ, the Eucharist is a sacrament and it is a dogma, which means what? That this, it is what it is. It is, it is a, if you, if you're not, you cannot be Catholic if you don't believe in the Eucharist. You cannot be a true Christian if you don't believe in the Eucharist. And that's the difference between, because why? The Eucharist gives us grace. That is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so when we go and sit before him, Jesus is actually in that church. Now, that's a spiritual, that's a supernatural spiritual thing. We don't understand it, but it's there. Okay. Um, and I probably should do a, a, a show on the on, on the Eucharist so I could get some scriptural verses and, and get some more proof, you know, get some more proof of that. Because I know how Protestants are. They want to know, like, okay, scripturally, where does that say that, Jerry? <laughs> so, but for now, you're just going to have to roll with me. But the main, but it's not even about scripture or it's not about the church right now. What it is about is Christ is in the church. He's in there. And you as a man, you go sit there and you are there for an hour um, daily or two or three times a week or whatever you want to do. And that is the time that you have your conversations with Christ. You're inside the sanctuary or you're inside a chapel, candles going, and man, you become one with Christ. That's as a man, there's that's no that's no better place for peace on this earth when you're on your daily day grind. Now, of course, you know, you can go to a church in Tahiti or somewhere or the church in Florida somewhere where the beaches are. I mean, I understand that. But in your state, wherever you are in the country or in the world, your day to day grind, you got to go to work. You got to take care of the wife. You got to take care of the kids and all that kind of stuff. You need peace during the day, and that is where you go get it. And I'm telling you, man, that helped me because the adoration gives you grace. It's a sacrament, so you get grace from that. All right? So number two, number two of how to deal with when your wife does not want to make love to you is change your mindset about sex, part one. So this is part one. This is in two parts on this one, right? So I want you to think about changing your mindset about sex because why most men are our mindset about sex is kind of disordered. We don't really understand it. We just know it's pleasurable, right? Set. So what we got to do is sex must be holy and it must lead you to him who is holy. Think about that. Sex, God created sex, right? So it, it's a holy thing. It's not dirty. It's not nasty. It only becomes dirty and nasty when we are lustful. Basically what? Lust, we have sex outside of marriage. Or you start doing things against chastity, like putting things where they ain't supposed to go. You know, we got to go into all that. But everybody knows what I'm talking about. So, you know, that's the lustful stuff. And so what happens when we're in the bedroom with our beloved wife and we, and we start doing lustful things or what happens or we're not married and we're having sex with a girl or a girlfriend, some God leaves. Jesus Christ leaves. And guess who comes? Satan. The demon comes and says, I got you. I got you. So we got to understand that we must understand that sex is holy. And it must lead you to him who is holy, which is God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the one and only Trinity. Okay. Remember, intimacy is meant to draw you, your beloved, and God closer. So if we get upset because of rejection, will this bring me closer to God and my wife? I don't know. Will it? Or will it separate us further and cause bitterness? 
It is vital that husbands learn to use rejection of sex as an opportunity for holiness. Try your best not to waste it. You hear what I just said? Rejection is a suffering, right? It's, you're suffering at that time. Just like when you, um, I forgot, say Teresa of Lazoo was in the convent and she bent down and picked up a piece of paper and she offered that suffering up to Christ. Why? Because it was hard. It was, I don't want to pick up a piece of paper off the ground. That's how simple suffering can be. And we've got to understand that, that during the day, every suffering you go through, you should be offering that suffering up with Christ to your wife for your marriage. Do not ever allow a, 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 a occasion of a suffering to go without you uniting that suffering with Christ for your wife. Why? Because then you are chiseling her. You are chiseling your wife. You're chiseling her imperfections through your sacrifice. This is why, you know, Father Ripperker says that married couples do not suffer for each other enough. They do not offer their sufferings up to Christ enough. And so what happens is those are opportunities to become holy for you, right? And so when your wife rejects you, think about it. Let's think about this in a logical manner. If your wife rejects you for sex, there's something wrong. Because no woman rejects her husband to make love to him because if she loves him, she's not going to reject him unless something is wrong. So that means what? As a man, you got to get on your, you got to put on your fix it hat and you got to go out and find out what's wrong. And if you do that, your wife will forgive you. But you can't wait 20 years, though, man. You can't wait 20 years for you start fixing stuff. All right. So when you get rejected, use this as an opportunity to become holy. Use it in holiness, like go to adoration. Okay. Like offer that suffering up for your wife, for God. The Holy Spirit will help you. Remember how I said, God wants to know that you're serious. That's what I'm talking about. You know, you, you're, you know, you say you want to save your marriage. Okay. Be a man and get serious about it. Stop bitching and whining about it. You say you're not having enough sex. Okay. Get serious about it. Stop being a wuss about it. Start fixing it. That's what a man does. That's what Christ did. And that's what he expects us to do. Okay. Next, uh, unite your suffering with Christ for the soul of your wife. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Actually engage the Holy Spirit, gentlemen. Actually engage the Holy Spirit. Number three, change your mindset about sex part two. Bam. During this time, when your wife is unable or unwilling to make love to you, change your mindset to serving her, romancing her, building closeness with her. Focus on becoming better friends with her. Do things to draw her to you. Make her want to make love and be close with her husband. You're, even if your wife is pissed off at you, she's asked for a divorce, any of those critical marriage crisis things, She's still, what is your wife searching for? She's searching for her, her, for ultimate happiness. She's searching for peace. She's searching for joy with a, another man, with another person, another man. And that man is supposed to be you because you chose her and she chose you. So in this time, your mindset about a lot of things has to change. This is why you hear me always talk about in the program and you guys are listening to the program right now. You know, this is true. Like, we got to always look at the relationship from our wife's point of view and from our point of view, okay, and change our mindset about the relationship. 
And then you will start to see that selfishness just starts to leave you and you start to grow closer. And at this time, if you focus that your wife can't make love, doesn't want to, you change your mindset to serving her, to doing what she needs, asking what can I do to help and things like that. Okay. Contemplate number. So number, I got to make corrections as we go. So number four, Contemplate the effect of your ego. Contemplate the effect your ego is having on your sex life. Oh, my goodness. This is a good one. Number four, contemplate the effect your ego is having on your sex life. Husbands must never allow their ego to enter the bedroom. Never, ever, ever, ever. Never, ever dare do you allow your, your, your ego to enter the bedroom because ego is evil. Ego is of Satan. This is why Satan got his butt thrown out of heaven. Okay. <laughs> exactly why or even to enter any part of our intimacy with our wife. You never even allow your ego to enter any part of our intimacy with our wife. Our pleasure and desire must be completely subservient to that of God and our wife. They are who we must focus on, their desires, their wants and needs for our marriage. Okay? This mindset will serve you well during the marital embrace. Look, man, Guys probably say, listen to me, I've got to tell about that. Man, you full of, you know what, man, that stuff ain't going to work, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it does. It does work. Okay? You fo- When I say focus on God and your wife, first thing is your, your God, right? You need the grace from God in your bedroom, dude, so that you and your wife can have intimate love making that's out of this world. Okay? Without God, it ain't going to happen. And it ain't going to happen for long if it does. It's going to run out. That's what lust does. Okay? It fools you. That's what eroticism does. Intimacy is the key. Intimacy is the key. Okay. Then you focus on your wife. Why? Because women are very complicated, especially when it comes to the marital embrace. And if you're not focusing on her, you're going to lose control and the sex session is over and you're going to disappoint your wife for the hundreds, thousands time. And then in her mind, become selfish. All right. So this is why you hear me talk about another thing. You will never be fulfilled as a man if you ain't willing to die for something. And dying in the bedroom is number is number two. After you die to Christ and die to God on your hands and knees for your Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, and for your beloved. Okay. When I say die in the bedroom, that means you neglect all your wants, desires, and your needs for that of your wife. Why? Because it's very hard for women to one, you know, after you're married and you've been making love for a while, or you know, or are, are, are you're not as close as you were, is women start to get their their sex drive starts to go down. They start not to want to make love and stuff. And if you're not an exciting man that 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 prepares her for your love and 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 wants to and she wants to make love to, she ain't gonna want to make love to you, man. She ain't. Okay, this is why you got to change your focus, brother. Change your focus. Okay, so next, um, remember. We don't know everything. We don't really know our wives and we really don't know God. So that way of thinking keeps us on top of our game, helping us realize we have much to learn to fulfill our wife and build and great relationship with our Lord. See, here's what I do, man. And listen, I'm not saying I'm the know all be all. All I can do is tell you what give you the greatest chance to save your marriage and to keep your marriage great. What I do is I never think I know everything about God. I never think I know everything about my wife. I never think I know everything about my kids and myself. Why? What does that do? 
that keeps me on top of my game, dude. That keeps me on top of my game. Like, that keeps me curious. That keeps me wanting to get more knowledge. That keeps me being, you know, like ask, asking questions and getting to know them and stuff. Because believe it or not, especially your kids and your wife, your kid, you know, God doesn't change. So that means you got to chase him to get the knowledge. You know, he don't have to chase you, right? But your wife and kids, especially your kids, man, they're adults now. Your kids are going to the adults. The older they get, they change. You got to you gotta get, you got to talk to, have conversations with your kids, man. Have conversations with your kids. Take your kids on date night once a, once a, once a month, each of them separately and stuff, if you have having problems. With your wife, it's the same thing. Stop thinking you know your wife because you don't know her. Especially if you're in marriage crisis, you thought you knew your wife. Guess what? You don't. You see, you don't now because she asked for a divorce. So obviously, you didn't know her. Okay. So this is this will keep you on your game. Women want to be number one in your life, and they want you to show them that all the time. This is why women are high maintenance. You got to understand that it doesn't matter if your wife. If you if a woman has a billion dollars or she ain't, she has a dollar, they are all high maintenance. They all want your attention. They all want you to they stand up for your love. They all want to be close to near to you until you screw it up. Then they don't. This is why you have women feminazis out here that are so bitter and they're so unhappy and they're so miserable. It's very rare to see a truly happy woman these days. I don't mean happy 24-7. What I mean is when you see her, not just her mouth talking, but her body language, the way she is with people, you know, she's content with herself. A lot of people can act, though. I'm not talking about them kind of people. I'm talking about a woman that you know that her man loves her. She's in a great marriage. She has a fulfilling children. Her children love her. She loves them. You know, a woman who's really doing her job as a woman. Those are so rare. It's so rare. And a woman who loves our Lord, right? So, um, again, so we are on number five of the solution to win or if your wife rejects you for the marital embrace. Number five, focus on making love to her outside the bedroom to build excitement and anticipation. Ooh, boy, that one works too, y'all. That one works too. One thing I learned, I forgot where I learned, but this is in the church. It's in the Catholic church. It's, so, it's somewhere, and I can't believe it, but... A pre from a priest or something, or you know, anyway, the thing is this most women, well, we'll say 99% of women do not like to make love on their monthly cycle, right? They don't because it's messy, we ain't got to go on all that. And so, what guys do, they'll try to make love to their wife when she's on her period. Now, look, women expect it, they know how men are. That's just how we are, okay? They don't really even get mad about it no more because they know how we are. <laughs> you know? Uh, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Five minutes, baby. Five minutes. <laughs> no! No! Uh-uh! <laughs> so, look. I heard this from a priest, I think. And he said, it's the best time. What you do, man, is when your wife is on her, starts her menstrual cycle, man, you do what I said earlier. You you look at that as a time to serve, right? And so when you serve and you start doing things for her and, and, and start 
you know, holding hands and having conversations and you romance her and you touch her and you caress her and you guys cuddle and stuff in the bed. You cuddle on the couch and you watch movies and you go out on date night. And you have these great conversations. Most women on their period from what? We'll say five, three, three to seven or eight days. Okay. Uh, it's rare women's on her for three, three days, but we'll say three days, usually like five or something. It seems like eternity, no matter how long it is when you're a man, though. <laughs> but, dude, what happens is after that eight days, man, the just like I just said, you the excitement and the anticipation of your intimacy together is just off the chart. And and if you and this, I'm telling you, it works, man. It works, man. You know, for for you young boys with your wife, and I say young boys, I mean 40 years and below. For you young, 40 years old and below, you you young boys, man, that's a trick, man. It's, it's, it works. It's a good it's a good strategy, man. It works. You know, because your wife, at the end of her, she's going to want to make love to you, and you definitely want to make love to her. And then when you guys come together, it's very passionate and exciting, and the anticipation is like off the chart, okay? So remember, the holy caress does not start inside the bedroom. It starts outside the bedroom. And if you wait until you are in the bedroom to take it serious, you have already lost the game, which I alluded to earlier. This is the main reason she doesn't want to make love. Her husband has not prepared her for his love. At a time when your wife is unable or unwilling to make love, this is a perfect time to focus on holding each other touching each other, caressing each other, do more favors for each other, engage in deeper conversations with each other. Why? Because focusing on serving and intimacy outside the bedroom builds anticipation and passion and longing to be together for when you are able to make love again. Remember, the mental embrace does not start in the bedroom Making one flesh love starts outside the bedroom. This mindset will serve you well. And you gentlemen who are not having sex with your wife right now because you are right now because you are in marriage crisis, which is marriage crisis. You know, she asked for a divorce. She left the house. You're in a separate bedroom. You ain't made love in over 30 days, blah, blah, blah. You going, Jerry, I, what you say is great, but we ain't making love right now. See, that's a short-sighted brother right there. That's a short-sighted Christian soldier. You got to understand, man. You got to still learn this. You still got to learn the stuff, man, so that you know how to access it and you remember it in your brain. If you join the program, well, you have access to this for the rest of your life. You have access to the members area for the rest of your life. But for right now, if you're not in the program, you got to learn this stuff, man, because this stuff will serve you well when your wife decides that you guys going to give another chance. You know, or your wife gets an annulment and you got and you and you got to marry another woman, right? You got to decide to marry another woman, or I'm not gonna get married again. Well, that's up to you. But if your wife gets an annulment in the church, she divorces you and gets an annulment in the church, basically your marriage is over. So you gotta decide, am I gonna get another wife or am I gonna sacrifice the rest of my life to try to get my other wife back and change her mind? Well, that's a decision that only you and the Holy Spirit can make. What I'm trying to tell you is, man, is this don't matter what one you gotta do. You got to learn to please a woman, dude. You got to learn how to make love to her properly so that she's fulfilled as a woman and sexually. If you don't, you're going to be in the same position you are right now if you're in marriage crisis. Because intimacy is the coup de grace. 
God and intimacy and your wife. You need those three for intimacy and for beautiful intimacy. And if you can't create it as a husband, you're going to be in trouble no matter who you marry. Because if you can't do it, your wife might stay with you. Your wife might be okay, but you ain't going to be in a great, uh, a great legendary marriage or it'll just be, it'll be mediocre, you know, you know, and I don't want that for you, man. You don't want that either. You don't want that either, man. Being married for 80 years or 50 years or 30 years, man. And, and you in a lackluster, boring marriage or just mediocre, right? No, you don't want that. So, so that's number five, number five, fellas. Now we on number six. See, the call threw me off. That's okay. When we have a call, I'm so happy. So anyway, next. Did I put the right one? No, number six. So number six, accept that this is God's will for you at this time and be at peace with it. Oh, man, that's a hard one, fellas. That's a tough one. Number six, accept that this is God's will for you at this time and be at peace with it. Your wife just rejected you for sex. She's been rejecting you for sex for six months or a year or eight years or 10 years or whatever. You're in a complete sexist marriage and you don't know what to do. So this is it. Accept that this is God's will for you at this time and be at peace with it. This means that you need more holiness in this area that your mindset when it comes to the marital embrace needs an adjustment towards service of God and your wife again. This is an opportunity to grow in holiness and kill your ego and kick Satan from your bedroom. Look, I have guys, I've known guys, they haven't had sex in 10 years, whatever. But guess what? If you love Christ, you can't go out, you can't masturbate, you can't watch pornography, and you can't go out and get another woman. Why? Because you're still married. This is why I teach guys, there comes a point in time in your marriage where you got to make a move. You got to make a move. You can't, if your wife is too comfortable with the way things are, you're not. And she really ain't either, but she's putting up with it. But eventually she's going to leave anyway, right? Eventually your wife's going to leave anyway. So you might as well make a move. Say, listen, we ain't, we can't be doing this no more. You know, um, and you know, that's something me and the guys will go over when it comes to that for each individual, because each individual marriage is different. But that being said, you've got to understand God's will for you, man. When, when pain is entered into your life, it is because why? It is because it's because you are lacking in holiness in that area in virtue, which basically holiness is basically virtue, right? There are 64 virtues. Don't ask me to name all of them, but there are 64 virtues. And the more virtues you acquire as a human person, the more holy you become, right? So virtues are things like, you know, patience, meekness, um, uh, humility, um, fortitude, temperance, um, discipline, perseverance. These are all virtues. There's like 64 of them, okay? And so the more of those virtues you require, which means what? Basically make a habit in your life, the more holy you become. And so when you, when God finds that you're moving too far away from him, which means what? Your soul is moving too far away from him, because the reason that the very reason that you are here on this earth is just so that you can be holy enough to stand in front of the beatific vision with our Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, the Holy Spirit, all the saints and angels. Okay. So um, again, you cannot be in eternity in the holy, in, in um, beatific vision in heaven with God. If you, um, um, if you are not pure. So this is why there's purgatory. We ain't gonna go on all that like we like I usually would because it's after eleven. 
But just let you know, okay? When you know that this is God's will for you and why he's doing it and he's allowed the demonic in your life, you should have more peace with this. Why? Because this is molding you and chiseling you into becoming the man that God created you to be. I'm not saying it's easy, gentlemen. I'm just saying it is what it is. And when once you know the reason for something, then that means what? I got to I got to conform. I got to conform and get my marriage together, get my get myself together in holiness, get my kids together, get my life together and then the pain will stop. For that particular thing. Of course there's always something else, right? <laughs> so, number 7. Okay, of the reason our wife uh, what to do when our wife won't make love to us or can't. Instead of whining and pouting, sit down with your... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me say what, what it is first. Number seven, learn to speak more comfortably about sex with my wife. This is a huge one. Learn to speak more comfortably about sex with my wife. Um, I know some of y'all got to go to work and stuff, and I'm so sorry, but we had a caller, so things go over. But that's cool. That's always the replay. Okay. Learn to speak more, number seven, learn to speak more comfortably about sex with my wife. Instead of whining and pouting, sit down with your wife and have a meaningful conversation about your sex life and start to learn what you and her actually want for your sex life. The more conversations you have and the more willing you are able to listen to her and not get defensive, the more she will be willing to open up to you and trust you with her thoughts. Another thing is to be more specific with what you want and directly ask your wife for what you want instead of complaining or whining about it. If, for example, if you want to make love more often, ask her, say, honey, I would like to have, I would like to make love three times per week after the kids are asleep. And if she is able to do it, she will. If not, she will work with you to help you get it. So basically what that's saying is, man, you got to have conversations. The more conversations you have about your about the marital embrace, the more easy it, it, more easy the conversations become, and more smooth and more inviting the conversations become. If you're having conversations about sex, like I used to with my wife, and you're and I'm all frustrated. She's trying. Not, she's she's getting frustrated because she's not. She's not trying to be. You know, my wife is a very even tempered lady, and I love her for that. She she knows how to handle my butt. <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to handle my butt. That's, that's that's why I'm married to her. She she helps chisel me, right? But the more conversations you have with your wife, then the easier it becomes. The more smooth the conversation becomes. The more you guys can ask of each other. The more you can work out the problems with each other. Okay. And if you say, "Look, I want to, I want baby, I want to make love three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday," that's being exact, right? Be specific. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, after the kids go to bed, boom, for one hour, two hours, or three hours, whatever you want to do, okay? Your wife might go, look, I can't do three days a week, but I can tell you what, I can do two. And, you know, and then you go, great. Or she might say, you know, I can't do three, but I'd love to do five. Woo! Boy, that's the real Bob right there. <laughs> so anyway, that's how you do it. Be calm. Don't get defenses, defensive. Don't chew your wife out. Be loving. Be empathetic to her situation. Ask questions. And I'm telling you, your, your conversations about intimacy will be great. 
Because once your wife knows you really care about her and you want to make her happy, and then she'll want to make you happy because she believes you're not selfish anymore, your love life becomes the bomb. Sex only becomes the problem when people don't talk about it. Because when you, t- if you're having sexual problems and you talk about it, get remember, sex problems are always the re- result of something worse, of marital problems. So guess what's going to come out? If you talk about sex like you're supposed to, guess what's going to come out? Well, the reason I eventually what's going to come out, the reason I want to have sex with you because I don't feel close to you anymore. You're always at work. You don't you don't love me. You don't you don't you don't you don't spend time with me. You don't you don't make me feel special. See, those things come out. And then if you and if you as her husband don't get all frustrated and start getting mad defensive, you're going to make great progress. Okay. So that was the last one. So bring it all together. Take talking about sex and intimacy in our marriage is a very touchy subject, but it shouldn't be or doesn't have to be. The best thing you can do is remove your ego, listen to her and don't interrupt, don't defend yourself and be at peace with her honesty. Get knowledge about her body and how it reacts to certain situations, time during certain times of the month. And remember, the more positive and meaningful discussion you have about intimacy, the easier and more relaxed the conversations will be. And hell, you might even begin to laugh and have a good time. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. All right. We are done for the day. And I hope you guys, uh, I hope y'all really got something out of that. You know, if you think you might need more marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and you know, I don't put no pressure on you. And when I say I don't put no pressure on you, the reason why I don't put no pressure on you is we meet because I'm not trying to convince a grown-ass man to save his own marriage. I don't roll like that. I used to try to do that. I really did. When I first started this up until like a year or two ago, I would try to convince a dude, hey, man, this is going to help you, man. This is going to save your marriage. This 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 would be a good way to get your wife to not want to divorce you and leave you and stuff like that. And I felt stupid. I really did. Y'all might think that's an ego problem, but I look at it like this. You a grown ass man, dude. I'm not going to no longer. Am I going to sit there in a meeting and try to convince you that to get help to fix your stuff? If you a man and you can't, you don't understand that, then you got a lot more problems than I, than, than I can, than I think, and that you think too. You know, so when you meet with me, it's a nice, I, I try to hear your situation and I actually do help you for that hour. I really do, you know, and then if you decide, listen, if you and I decide, because I don't work with every dude because I ain't got because, you know, some guys, they just ain't serious. They really ain't, you know, and I and I could tell that in the, in the I could tell that inside the, the meeting, you know, um, and if you're not serious, or you're just trying to bitch and whine about your wife, then I just kind of, you know, let you go. But if you are serious and you and I and the Holy Spirit, we decide if you need more help. If you do, then it's up to you to decide if you want to join our program or not. That's up to you. I don't try to force you. I give you the prices. I give you the um, I give you the what the program's about, what it consists of, and all of that. But if you don't want to do it, hey, good luck to you because I've helped you on this podcast. I've helped you at SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. I've helped you there. And I've even taken my time to meet with you for one hour of my time to give to you for free without any obligation to do anything. So basically I've done my job. 
The Holy Spirit has done his job. It comes to a point with time when you as a husband got a man up, stop thinking about yourself and start analyzing and researching and get down to the business of saving your wife from Satan. All right. So with that being said, we will end today as we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!